0: Coming up on this Animal Tales podcast, episode number eight, many animals who come to SBCA Tampa Bay are not yet adoption ready and require time in loving foster homes before they will be ready to find their forever homes. We're going to talk with the guy in charge of our foster program, Hunter Leonard, plus a couple of special guests coming up next. Welcome to Animal Tales. I believe it's episode number eight. I'm Eric Keaton. We're here at SPCA Tampa Bay. We're talking about our foster program, and the expert is Hunter Leonard. Hunter, welcome. Thank you. Thank all right. nice Tell me right. First of all, who are our guests so, that we have here?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so these two are siblings. They just got out of the foster program ready for surgery. That there is Tweedledee, and this one's Tweedledum. <laughs>
0: okay, so for those folks... At SBCA Tampa Bay, I did not make up those names. They came in with those names because that's what I've nicknamed our Great Explorations Children's Museum toys that we have in my office. Those big wooden cutouts that we take to events and everything. Right.
1: Yeah, the foster parent actually named them that.
0: This is awesome. So before we get into the foster program, whenever we have staff on the Animal Tales podcast. I'd like to ask them, Hunter, how did you get involved with SPCA Tampa Bay?
1: Um, I started out on the animal welfare uh, department. So I was cleaning kennels, doing adoptions, helping people find the right animals. Um, I fell in love with interacting with people, getting to know everyone and help them find what they were looking for. So that's when the foster uh, coordinator opportunity opened up. And I figured that would be a way to Connect even more with those people and help our little ones in care too to get a home for a little bit outside of the shelter.
0: Hunter keeps looking at me the way I'm holding this little kitten because he's doing it the right way. I'm doing it the way, letting the, the little dude climb all over.
1: They're quite adventurous at the same.
0: Yes, feeling the the little claws go in my jeans. So for those folks who are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching on YouTube. You can catch up with all of our episodes. I would suggest that you subscribe because only about 85% of the folks, actually 15% of the folks are subscribed. The other 85%, Hunter, believe it or not, are unsubscribed. Uh, they just like to casually watch. Now, yeah. both of the kittens are going to go yeah. towards you. They know where <laughs> is or the temporary dad at this time. Yeah. Everybody else likes to listen uh, on their favorite podcast provider. So if you are, are listening, thank you, uh, whether that be Apple or iHeart, or Spotify. Because if you are listening, you're not able to enjoy Tweedledee and Tweedledum all over the soundboard and the lap. They're going to hit a button any moment now and knock something out. And Matt, our producer, will be like, hold on for a second. Let's do a quick edit. So let's talk about uh, the foster program. And before we do that, One more thing, a little later, I'm going to have some tips on getting ready for hurricane season. I know we're going to condense that. That's very important, Uh, but not only fostering, but also a little bit about getting your pet ready for hurricane season. So we'll touch on that. Don't cover it all. We'll cover it again on another future podcast and tell you and show you where you can find this information on our website. So we talked about volunteering with Colleen in the last episode. A big portion of volunteering is being a foster parent i guess you could say yeah so what qualifies you to be a foster
1: um so we do require that every foster parent be at least 18 years old um reliable transportation that's for our bi-weekly appointment so they have to come in make sure everyone's up to date on uh vaccines dewormers, um flea and tick preventative um then we have to wait till they're a certain age um, after that point, though, then the other thing is just the time. Time to take care of them in the home. Um, provide meds if they need it. No chewing on that do little one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be in another kitten video.
1: <laughs> But yeah, um, those are our three major things that we require for foster parents.
0: So obviously the people have to love animals. What type uh, of animals are we talking about? Only kittens and dogs, puppies, no, or what are we so talking about? We
1: pretty much send out anything that needs some time outside of the shelter. Um, the majority of what I work with are the kittens, puppies, rabbits, Um all of them trying to gain weight to get ready for surgery. Maybe we have an older dog with medical needs who needs to go out and recover before going through our adoption process. Um, we do reptiles, birds, That one; those are more uncommon, but um, still do send them out if they need it.
0: How many right now, Hunter, do you think you have out getting going through this process?
1: Um, There's almost 100 out right now, Foster. Yeah,
0: And this is the guy (laughs) right who's, what do you get, spreadsheet, you know, the computer, you know.
1: All of this, spreadsheets, computers, sticky notes all over my desk, try to keep it all organized.
0: So any good stories? Because I have to imagine your hours are not nine to five. It might be, who's calling me at one o'clock in the morning? Yep.
1: Yeah, so we've had some situations um, with pregnant dogs who go into labor, maybe had uh, one puppy overnight, but they haven't continued to go into labor. We know there's more. So we've had to have them come in with the dog, do an emergency C-section. That was a fun experience for the techs and our doctor and myself Um, ended up being 10 puppies. So two came out in the early uh, morning hours then we had to help with the rest.
0: Don't back off the side. <laughs> yeah. I tell you. This one's dumb, right? Yes, not 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 dumb, but <laughs> Tweedle dumb. <laughs> and just you're just determined to get this cable. Oh, yeah. And I I think you'd have to be a grizzly bear probably to get through that cable because it is is pretty tough. Oh. So, I want to get started. What experience do I need to have? I mean, can I be a a novice and just love animals or?
1: Yeah, so I'll take anyone pretty much. um, Any background does help, of course, um, especially with the medical portion of it. Um, But I'll walk through training. I'll walk through how to take care of each animal. Um, A lot of people do tend to start off with the kittens that are older. Um, They're usually a good way to get into fostering and then kind of move from there with rabbits. Guinea pigs would be the next easiest, I'd say. Um, and then the puppies and nursing animals—they're probably the ones that are a little harder, a little more time-consuming.
0: How, how many do we have right now in the foster program for you? Not the animals, but for the people.
1: Um, Eighty-three foster families, currently. Okay,
0: and and how many of them are actively involved right now? Um, putting, giving him a lot of questions. Putting my, like, I wasn't prepared to come in with all these numbers, but a ballpark is great.
1: I'd say around 50 are pretty active at all times. Um, the rest of them can be seasonal, so maybe they work,
0: yeah, that's um, right
1: for a school during the summer when they're off, they pick up fostering. Some people work from home, so just better times of year for them as well. Um, and then I have some that are snowbirds actually, so mm-hmm. fly up north for the summer, come back in the winter
0: and help us out. Right. Can't take the animals with them.
1: Nope. <laughs> they have to leave them here,
0: return them. So you mentioned a key word that I heard there, seasonal when are some peak times because i know there's a kitten season and, and talk about that a little bit about how it may be seasonal when some of those numbers may double for us and then you also have a lot more active volunteers
1: yeah so the summer months are our busiest season that's typically kitten season um, between may and september are when we see the majority of animals come in um, especially the ones that i have to send out to foster because most of the time they are the little bottle babies or the young kittens um the puppies too we have a lot of rabbits and guinea pigs right now quite a few guinea pigs out on pregnancy watch so getting quite a few babies there um but yeah may and september are the busiest time of the year uh, for the foster
0: and and for the commitment for the human side of it what what is the commitment what is the- What do they have to buy any cost for them because i'm I'm sure we provide a lot if not everything they need
1: yeah i pretty much provide everything even if i don't have it i'll work my best to find it for them Um, some fosters do opt to feed different types of food um, as long as we work on a transitional feed everything that gets done to the animals i need to know about Um, but some people prefer to use certain methods rather than others so they might have that supplies already at home Certainly, welcome to use those things. But I provide everything from carriers, leashes, bowls, food, um, all of the medical supplies. If they have any medical concerns, they get taken care of here. So don't have to go to a clinic for that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, pretty much everything you can think of we can provide.
0: What's the the training process like for somebody who's, who's just starting out or maybe for somebody who's like, look, I need a, a little refresher or maybe I'm going from cats to dogs now.
1: Yeah, so um, like I said, most people do start off with the cat and kittens. That's what we see the majority of in foster care. Um, N-
0: nice <laughs> jump.
1: <laughs> um, but after that point, like... I'll work with the foster. Um, I just had someone that's done, uh, Mm -hmm. kittens for a long time, wanted to get into bottle baby kittens. So I had taken those kittens initially. Then I kind of walked through the process of everything I was doing with them. Um, and it's really just being there for them. They kind of figure it out as they go. We have our handbook that has all of our protocols, basically the way we do everything and how you can care for the animal in there. Um, I'd like to do some trainings in the future to get some more people on board or to learn some new skills. Uh, but those things are coming when the season slows down.
0: Do most of your key foster families, do they pretty much go back to back with different animals or do they some of them, it just depends on, on what they have in their life going on? Right.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm. Really easy going with working through scheduling and all of that stuff. Even if someone wants to take them for two weeks, even if they need one month in foster, um, totally fine with me. And then I work on getting them out to foster again after that. Um, just helpful to get these guys out so they're not in the shelter for very long. Um, people, of course, have vacations and stuff going on. Sometimes these guys' uh, foster lengths are a little longer than we mm-hmm. expect. So we have to adjust a bit there. Um, but all of my fosters super easy to work with, and um, I try to be uh, easy to work with too, yeah. take them in if they need to or send them out if we
0: need to. Well, something that may cause a barrier, but I'm pretty sure you're a professional and you get this all the time. I want to be a foster, but I already have my own pets at home. Mm-hmm. What's the isolation process there? Because I'm pretty sure we just don't have everybody co-mingle.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. It's great for socialization, but after mm-hmm. a certain period of time, I like to start everyone out with a 10 to 14 day quarantine period, uh, just in case we missed any medical when they came in. Um, some kittens will start to break with URI shortly after going into a home. So we And
0: URI have- is?
1: Uh, Upper respiratory infection. So we don't want that transmitting to any of the pets in home. Um, So isolation is important for those first 14 days. Um, And then socialization after that point is great for them. Gets them ready to go to their forever homes. Um, So interacting with other dogs and cats is good. Um, We do recommend that they be up to date on all vaccines. Um, The only one we do require is rabies, but we also have some low cost clinics in the area that i can give to people if in case they want to you know protect their animal more with the right. necessary or
0: vaccines. go to our veterinary center yeah. as well yeah. uh, down in saint pete which we would uh, ask folks to do but it's a big county People usually go to the one that's uh, right down the road. So a, a little later in the program, I'm going to touch a little bit on hurricane preparedness with your pet. Something that could come up, and I don't think it has the past couple years, and you'd correct me if, if I'm wrong on this, but we could have a temporary foster, which some of our animals that are up for adoption, we may need to move them out of the shelter into a temporary foster. Right. Talk about that a little bit, because like I said, it's it's not – Uh, uh, it's usually a little rare uh, for us that we have that, but it's nice to have that possibility.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, we try to get all the guys out into foster if we can. Um, Even the temporary homes are great. If we have bottle baby kittens come in, they um, they can't be left overnight in the shelter because uh, they don't know how to eat on their own yet. So we have people that will take them for the evening or a few days, get them started, and then they don't have to, Um, sit in the shelter overnight or worry about not having the resources for them at that time. Um, So yeah, I have people who do temporary foster. Our vet center even does some temporary fostering and they get kittens brought in there. um, So their techs will take care of them for a few days till I can get things organized in another foster setup for them. Yeah.
0: And if, obviously, if our shelter is not impacted, we're not in that. We're into helping out Sunstar paramedics. We house some of their animals over at the education center uh, as well. But it's we're uh, a for all shelter and we're very versatile when it comes to uh, getting ready for these hurricanes. So back to the foster uh, program. If, if I'm interested in becoming a foster parent, where do I go? Who do I call?
1: Um, so you can uh, email me. My email is foster at um, You can also um, apply on our website. Uh, there's an application process through Better Impact, so everybody's required to apply on there. Uh, once I get those applications in, I'll reach out to set them up for a foster orientation, and that's the last step in becoming a foster, yeah. getting um, all those forms and stuff signed and ready
0: um, yeah, you have, you have to get approved. No fingerprints or any of that stuff. <laughs> but go to our website, sbcatampabay.org, get involved on the top menu. Go to the volunteer section, and there it has everything listed. For a minute there, I thought that he went underneath the uh, black (laughs) tablecloth. He's
1: working
0: on it. (laughs) Trying to find a way. So if anybody's watching and wondering about Tweedledee and Tweedledum, what is their next step?
1: Um, So these guys will actually go through surgery tomorrow. Um, After that point, they'll likely go up on the adoption floor if they don't have to be monitored for a little bit after surgery. Um, But yeah, typically go up the day of surgery.
0: Yeah. So for folks who have probably look at the date of when this podcast, this episode came out, because if it's probably three or four days old, they've probably been adopted (laughs) for the kitten side. That's right. And usually kittens on our website are $30, $40 off the top of my head or a little more. Uh, And there he goes. He's gone.
1: (laughs) He just fell off the back.
0: It was a soft landing though I could tell
1: yeah um a kitten uh, adoption fee the hundred okay um, the see I was giving you folks a bargain yeah good thing he's here the um one's over six months they're a little lower mm-hmm. um I think the fifty dollar adoption mm-hmm. between 50 and 80.
0: Yeah. Well, right now, the price in my head is zero because our pocket pets uh, with our May the Pocket Pets Be With You, uh, they're all zero. It's a fee waived adoption event. We'll have that coming up uh, a little bit. You can see that uh, wonderful video produced by uh, Matt, a part of our our team here at SPCA Tampa Bay. Uh, Anything else to add about the fostering program that we need to get out there in the public?
1: um we always need new fosters um even if we have what we have to cover what's coming in right now it helps me expand the program get more foster animals in um i work with a lot of transfer partners along with caitlin our transfer coordinator that's right so we'll take in dogs that are on pregnancy watch kittens that don't have a foster um, home set up at that shelter so we'll transfer them in Um, and get them sent out to fosters in our system.
0: Super. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the first segment of this episode. We'll add in all those links and everything in the description of how to get involved, or we put them up on the screen uh, during the YouTube podcast. And for those uh, listening uh, on a regular audio podcast, we'll have those in the description as well. Or You can just email me at ekeaton at Bay.org if you get lost, and we'll get that information out to you. We'll take a break, and when we come back, barking news, and it'll just be me. No more Hunter, no more Tweedledee and Tweedledum. (laughs) Thank
1: you. You're welcome. Thank you.
0: All right. Welcome back, everybody. It's episode number eight, Animal Tales Podcast. My name is Eric Keaton, a big hand for Tweedledee, Tweedledum, and Hunter, uh, talking about the foster program, You probably just saw our Star Wars video, May the 4th be with you. May the pocket pets be with you. Right now, all pocket pets and critters, rabbits and hamsters, no adoption fee right now. We probably had in the past two weeks, 40, 50 plus uh, of those animals go home. And that is wonderful. But 40 or 50 go home. It seems like 20 or 30 take their place or even more. So if you go to our website right now, sbcatampabay.org, Go to adopt. Click on the very first pocket pets uh, and other animals available for adoption. We have some uh, pigeons, uh, one named Poppy. Uh, we have one named Wally, rabbits, Lotus, Furball. Uh, keep on thumbing down through here. Lots of rabbits, a rabbit named Buster, Buster Keaton. If you adopt him, maybe I should adopt him. No, I can already have a, a dog at home and my dog, Loves rabbits, but not in that way. <laughs> uh, well, a lot of, of, of mice right now. Sunflower, daffodil. They're all named uh, after flowers right now. Uh, we could use some help there as well. A uh, guinea pig named Pepsi and Lemonade. Um Mango, several of those as well. And we also have a gerbil named Mary. We have a a few of those as well. So definitely variety for the pocket pets. Okay. I talked earlier about getting ready for hurricane season. It starts, whether we want it to start or not, on June 1st and runs through November. And I want to read you a headline here. You can go to our our blog on our page. And uh, Amanda has some great information on getting your pet ready for hurricane season. But uh, according to the 2023 Atlantic hurricane season, uh, forecasters are predicting a slightly below average season. And meteorologists from Colorado State University predict a total of 13 tropical storms will form of which six will become hurricanes. Let me read this part again. Slightly below average season. I don't care how many we have. All we need is one like Ian to make it well above average. So folks, take it seriously. I know here in Florida in late August to mid-September, that's when the peak really starts for us. Um, Ian, last year I came in around the October uh, time timeframe, uh, so we won't be out of the woods until we're out of the woods. But go to our website, click on the blog, look at the hurricane preparedness. We have it every year. We have a lot of uh, valuable links for you as well. Uh, but some of the key tips, get your pet microchipped, Please go to our veterinary center in St. Pete. They can help with that, or go to your local vet. Update your pet's vaccinations. Very important, especially if your pet has not been for a regular health checkup in the last two, three, four years. Um, Pack an emergency kit pretend like you're going on an extended walk. When you go on a walk with uh, your your dog, uh, you're probably uh, taking a little bit of water and taking some bags and maybe a couple treats just in case you need to uh, entice them a little bit. Think of it as an extended walk. Get all of that packed and ready to go. So, if a hurricane or a tropical storm does move our way and it changes direction, you've got everything uh, and you're planned and ready to go. So, which goes to the next tip if you have to evacuate, take your pets with you. <laughs> Don't leave them behind. You know, unlike many of the cartoons that you may see where they can talk and they drink martinis, doesn't happen that way in real life. You need to take them with you. Don't have them stay and be a burden on your neighbor or relying on the county uh, to come help you. Uh, secure your your home before you leave this means boarding up windows this this is you know that'll help you once you get back um with your pet uh after the hurricane and and the bad weather has passed during the storm keep your pets inside and away from windows don't let them uh, go outside to the bathroom this is a hard one um obviously if you have cats it's probably a little easier because you have litter boxes but with dogs they can be especially if they're well trained um it's just going to take uh Uh, some time uh, to get them used to, especially if it's really bad weather. So it's uh, working, whoever your favorite meteorologist is, uh, seeing those lulls in activity and doing the best you can. uh, Because we all know when we're ready to go, even down the road out to eat and you want your dog to go outside and use the bathroom for some reason, they like to go out and just, you know, feel the breeze and they don't want to go at that time. Um, But you have to do the best you can and be persistent, Uh, train them uh, if you get them in that habit. When it's emergency time, hopefully it'll be a little better. After the storm, check on your pets, make sure they're safe, look for any injuries or signs of illness. So, if you did have to let them outside and one of them did get away, as always, just like whether it was storm time or not, making sure, checking their paws inside the webbing of the feet, uh, you know, giving them that quick massage to make sure that uh, nothing is adhering to uh, their body as well. Uh, For any other additional tips, again, I urge you to go to our blog. We're going to have more on this in a future episode. We have some great resources there and links from the American. American Society of Prevention of Cruelty Animals. Uh, That's the A, the ASPCA. They have some uh, weather-related tips as well. National Hurricane Center, you need to have that one for all the updates. And of course, Pinellas County and Hillsborough County, any other county, Pasco as well, we'll need to have those uh, on there. And we do have a long link. I will give this uh, to Matt, and he will have it in the description or right here at the bottom where my hand is flowing right now, because we have a very long link for our Uh, Pet Parent's Guide to Hurricane Preparedness. It is there. Okay, so at the timing of of this podcast, uh, we are headed into Friday, May 19th. We hope that you will join SPCA Tampa Bay and the formerly known Clearwater Threshers. They will be known as, I believe it's the Beach Dogs. Uh, It's uh, Bring Your Dog to the Ball Game on uh, Friday, May 19th. Uh, Go to the Clearwater Threshers. Bring in your uh, pup with you. Uh, We'll have some opportunities there for you to donate to our wonderful organization. And we hope that you will help some of the 8,000 animals uh, that we care for every year. I think that's going to do it for a very long barking news segment. Hurricane preparedness, pocket pets, May 19th uh, at the, the ball game uh, in Clearwater. It's going to do it. All right, folks, thank you very much for either watching or listening on this Animal Tales podcast. My name is Eric Keaton. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for watching and listening.